tonight we're taking your questions and talking about kink. Welcome to BSing with Barrick and Chiba on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network! This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you're offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. So, Barrick. Yes. I saw one of the questions, and I'm so curious about answering it. Okay. Before we get started on where we've been or where we're going, let's can we take the question that you got? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I got this question the other day. I was I was um, browsing through my emails uh, on FetLife, of which we get both of us get so many, um, especially coming into Cope. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so this one was pretty interesting. I was recently in a DS relationship with a woman that could only orgasm once, and this is from Mister Anonymous. He says. I was recently in a, in a DS relationship with a woman who could only orgasm once. Is that normal? Then he said he, he goes on to say she was very easily brought to orgasm, and it really limited my use of orgasms as it's a domination tool. Any advice you and Sheba could give would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I would say if you're going to use orgasm as a domination tool, then what you need to do is um, listen to your partner. And if your partner says that her body type is is only capable of the one orgasm, mm-hmm. then you need to find a way to work around that. Uh, perhaps you need to figure out where exactly her scales are tipping, so to speak, mm-hmm. and only go to that point and not beyond um, if you want to stop her from having that one orgasm. Because um, I, I would say, I mean, my God, you know, there are a number of people out there who don't have orgasms at all. So, yeah. so. And you were saying how many... How many? She was saying earlier earlier tonight because we I was so happy that she was able to orgasm that um, <laughs> that so many people fake it um, that it was it was one of those things that dude just be grateful she has one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and work with it. Right. I mean, you know, if you're in a committed DS relationship with someone, it's not just about. Um, how you choose to be a dominant. It's about flexing your style of domination mm-hmm. to mix and match with your partner mm-hmm. to make sure that you're both getting something out of that relationship. It's about power exchange, meaning there is an exchange in that relationship. So if you are dominant and she's submissive, then there has to be um, that bond that brings you both together. And if it's not going to be orgasm denial as a tool, then maybe it's something else Mm -hmm. and uh, what i would say is use what you got if you got one orgasm to work with then you can do any number of things prior to that orgasm occurring if if that orgasm symbolizes like like let's say she let's say she has orgasms like a man right and i'm just going to gross generalize this one where you know man orgasms and then he snore he rolls over and snores 30 seconds later um you know stereotypically and so uh, it's not real but well, at least I don't. I get, I get up and go do something else. <laughs> um, but let's just say that's the case. If that's the end of your scene, then you have plenty of time to work in over it. You know, you have plenty of time to work up to that orgasm, to do a lot of different things that create sensation that can lead to... I mean, I, I love begging. So, for instance, if I'm going to be involved in somebody with some orgasm denial or some at least some orgasm... Um, uh, procrastination where I'm working at the orgasm, working at the orgasm, working at the stimulation and not allowing the orgasm. It doesn't matter whether they, they're able to orgasm one or 50 times. I'm still not allowing that to happen until I'm ready. 
-hmm. And that creates a sense of of domination on on both parts because she recognizes that she's under your control, you recognize you're in control, and it becomes a mutually beneficial arrangement. Mm -hmm. So overall, um, if she's telling you she can only orgasm once, and yeah, that's normal. If it's normal for her, then totally it's normal. Right there, are, they, they, like like she was saying, there is a bell curve. There is a bell curve. You know, there is that that large bell in the middle of women who are a one orgasm and damn happy to have it. And then on either end, there are the the women who who are faking or who cannot physically or emotionally or mentally have an orgasm. And then on the other side of that bell curve are the women who are so multi-orgasmic that they can just come and come and come and come and come mm-hmm. um, until they fall over and, you know, pass out. Right, which also is interesting. Which those are fun to play with. Right. <laughs> so just... What we're trying to say to you is, use what you got. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, whatever it is, and it may mean a chastity device. Mm-hmm. There's always going to there's always going to be some tailoring when you have two human beings in a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be some give and take and some and some working with what you got. So work with what you got. If you got one, work with that. Work around it. Mm-hmm. You know, work around what you can do leading up to it, mm-hmm. and then be happy. Oh yeah, for both of you, because she gets to orgasm. You get to control that. Right. When and if it happens. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that answers your question. And if it doesn't, shoot us another email. We'll happily uh, continue discussing it. And... Yeah. And on from there. And on from there. <laughs> so where have we been? Ugh. Oh, my gosh. We've been all over the place. Well, we had a really great meet and greet back on um, August 9th, followed by mm-hmm. Sheba's little... Bike ride. Oh, yeah. Which was fabulous. That was great. And we had some out-of-town guests mm-hmm. join us who do um, one, a, a blog. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, Road Pickle. Road Pickle. Roadpickle.com. Uh-huh. And that was that was pretty damn fun to have um, Highway and Sash join us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they and then they blogged about it. And you can see um, what they blogged on my FetLife. I made a link to that. Mm-hmm. It was It was a good time. I had I had a blast. That was that was one of my favorite rides. This is that was the fourth annual, uh-huh. and that was my favorite. First off, it didn't rain, uh-uh. right? It did not rain at all during that trip, and, and I was surrounded by pretty boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was very nice. the The roads were the roads were wonderful. Um, riding down in the Hocking Hills is always great. Yeah. We had beautiful weather. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. And then we had the barbecue. Oh yeah, we the Millstone Barbecue. Mm-hmm. That's some. Damn That's good barbecue. Damn good barbecue. <laughs> and then we rode back up and... Uh, and had ice cream. Ended up... Uh, yeah, no, really, it was a really hot day. And we ended up... There was there was a bunch of riders. You know, it wasn't... It was it was a relatively small group, you know, under 10. Uh, I think we had, like, what, seven or eight? Oh. Somewhere in there. And it was just a great bunch of people. Yeah. Met a lot of new... Met a lot of new friends. And uh, and had a, had a wonderful ride. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really excited about that one. Yeah. And then... And then... And then we where where we go after we went to the floating world. That was huge. Huge. That is a big darn event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's um, it's held in New Jersey uh, somewhere in Edison, and uh, we ended up doing three classes for them. We hung out a little bit with Dan and Dawn. Um, we hung out. Uh, 705. Yeah, we saw 705. Shout out to you, 705. (laughs) And providing my Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Yay! (laughs) They had the dungeon there. The dungeon space there was gigantic. It had to be, what, 50,000 square feet. It was huge. Yeah. It was like a quarter mile square. It was gigantic. (laughs) And um, 
the 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 vendor area was fenced in, which was like it was it was like a, it was almost like a concentration camp. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. You know, I was I was expecting there to be con- concertina wire on the top of it. It mm-hmm. was just it was just hot. But the most amazing part of it though was when we were teaching our second class. Um, someone came into the class and said. We came to this event because we heard you guys on your podcast, mm-hmm. and we are loyal listeners, mm-hmm. and so we came out to see all the Erotic Awakening podcast celebrities. Yeah. Um, so it was, all of us were there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, you and I, and Deanna Dawn, and Lee Harrington was also there. We yeah. were all in yeah. one place at the same time. And we're going to be in one place at the same time once I again. Know. Once again. If and you... I'm going to take advantage of it. Totally. I'm going to make sure that we do some kind of, we're going to do some kind of a podcast, all of us together. Mm-hmm. At Wicked. At Wicked. Yep. Because yeah. we have uh, we have Lee Harrington coming in for Wicked, and Dan and Dawn are going to be there, mm-hmm. and us, and it's going to be one big mashup. Yeah. So send us send us your information about what you would like to hear us talk about, mm-hmm. what you'd like the five of us to kind of speak on, and then we'll also probably open up to a live audience and mm-hmm. let them ask questions as well yep. and see how that happens. Yes. I think that would be a... A hoot. So, so I, I, I would. I remember their real names. I remember their real names, but I don't know that we have permission to use it on the, on no, the podcast. Uh, yeah. But uh, shout out, you know who you are, um, <laughs> uh, and we really appreciate you guys coming out. We had a blast, and you made my weekend. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, and otherwise, we wrapped it up and uh, and and rode out from New Jersey on uh, on that Sunday. Got home uh, with very little very little problems. Mm-hmm. Um, had dinner on the actually we had dinner with Dan and Don on, on the, the way, way back. Right, right. <laughs> we met him at the at the Red Lobster in uh, in uh, in the middle of nowhere. The, yeah, right outside Wheeling, West Virginia, <laughs> um, and had had a kind of like uh, con uh, debrief with him. Yeah. It, was, it was it's always nice. I, I, I have it's, to say, you know, when we get uh, we get con drop or top drop when we're mm-hmm. when we leave events because I mean you're in a space that's so special. Mm-hmm. Um, that you share with all those other kinky people. And so when you're going back home and you're going back to reality, it's nice to yeah. be able to to connect with people who were in that space yeah. with you. Who, who knew who knew exactly what was going on. And, yeah. And we, you know, compared stories. And uh, it's just nice. Mm-hmm. It's just nice. Yeah, I really I really enjoy uh, hanging out with Dan and Dawn. So anyway, we, we did that. Uh, we did uh, The Floating World. And then we went up to Glee. Yes, which is the great, true. great Lakes Energy Exchange. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. and we did what the woo, what the woo, and rituals and rituals. Yeah, we had a blast. That was it was the first time we'd done a we'd done a double of that right one after another, uh-huh. which was which was really cool. Yeah, they have a great space up there. They do really great. They do. Energy. I was I was quite envious of their space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kept I kept telling Sheba on the ride home. I'm like, we need one of those. We exactly we need to build that. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I, of course, said, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, so, guy with the first question, if we build it, she'll come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so, we want to thank the people at Glee. Uh, thank you for opening up your space. It was wonderful and welcoming. Um, if you are listening and have an opportunity to go up to Glee... It's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's really wonderful. They were they're going to be bringing the uh, class of the POTQ, the the path of the Kadishki, Kadishti. They do that the, every mm-hmm. cope. They, they come graduate. down and they do they do a graduation when they do the Scarlet Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that, and that's Friday night of yep. cope. Yep. Yeah. So if you 
if you want to sign up for that, mm-hmm. you'll need to get on that list when you get there. Look for the sign-up sheet and make sure you get your name on it because they do run out of space really quickly. Yep, and they only they can only get fifty or sixty people through there. Yeah, you know they can't get a lot of people through there because it's just it's really energetically taxing, and uh-huh. they have you know a, do- a dozen people working in there. Um, and this is not this is not sexuality; it's sacred touch. Right. You know, it is sacred touch, and it is. Um, energy and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really great. So then, 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 didn't you go to a monkey puzzle club recently? Um, he just as a guest. Uh, well, I know, but you know, hanging out there, <laughs> hanging out with the monkey puzzle club. Well, you know, on a Wednesday night, what else are you going to do when you're a kinky person? That's true. You know, they offer a great space to come and get some education and hang out with your kinky friends. So. I, I I come as often as I can. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing that. <laughs> Let's take another question. What do right. you say? Sure, sure, sure. What kind of question do you want to take? Um, you want to take that one, or you want to take which one you want to take? Oh, here's one I like. This okay. is really funny. Um, I am not so new to the kink community. Okay. I am actually really involved and kinky. So here is my dilemma. I am having trouble faking being vanilla. I was sitting with some friends today and they kept going on and on about how soccer was with their kids and the weekly news and what was on TV. And all I wanted to do was show them my bruises and talk about SM. Do you have any advice? Yes. (laughs) Get rid of your vanilla friends. (laughs) Now, I think we all have those vanilla situations where we can't really speak about what it is that we do when we go on our little kinky adventures. You know, at work, I don't speak about what it is that I do. You know, I mean, with my family, I don't really speak about what it is that I do. Um, But I make up for that by making sure that I go to lots of kink gatherings and lots of kink events and spend a lot of time with my kink friends so that I can be my authentic self as much as I possibly can so that those moments when I have to fake being vanilla are not so horrific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I... I uh, it's... I, I, I'm kind of torn about the question because for me... I mean, I'm out at work, and uh, but I have a I have a boundary there, which means that like, if people want to talk about kink, I don't talk about it at work. You know, I will have them, uh, I will meet them outside of work, maybe for a beer somewhere or something like that, to make sure that we differentiate the work relationship from the kink. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, and and that was one of the agreements I made with my manager is that. Is that she was fine that I was kinky, and she was she's fine that that I um, that that both she and I do what we do, and that how how out we are about it, mm-hmm. as long as I didn't bring it to work. Right. And I, I, I totally get that because essentially kink is your sexuality. It's part of your it's a part of your being and your and your and your sec and how you experience connection with one another, whether it's sensation or edge or endorphins or sex or whatever. It is part of your intimacy of relationship, and that's not necessarily appropriate for work. Mm-mm. So I get where they were coming from, and I was happy to abide by that particular guideline. Right. And so when I'm approached, because I'm, it's very well known how 
that, that, that we run AIS and things like that. Um, when I am approached, I say, sure, I'll happily talk to you about it outside of work. Right. Let's get together at some other point mm-hmm. and we'll chat. Yeah. And you may want to, um, if your friends are at all open, um, recommend certain books that are out there right now. Ask them if they've read Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then have a discussion about that. Um, it's it's not easy when you have friends who are not accepting of who you are. And if you force it down their throats, they're going to be less accepting and the chances are you're going to mess up a friendship and and lose that friendship completely. So tread carefully, tread lightly. You know, if they take little hints and it seems like they might be open, then share only tidbits um, and see what happens from there. But don't overwhelm them with... You know, showing them your bruises and, and your cuts and, you know, if you... Well, and and what I will say is, as much as you have no interest in listening to their talk about soccer and the weekly news and all this, they probably may not have an interest in listening to you talk about your bruises and your sexuality with them. Right. So respect their boundaries just as, as they respect yours. Right. So... And, and get yourself out to more kink events so that right. you can hang around the rest of us and, and talk kink. Because that's one of the things you and I talk about is that it's so nice to have people who are at least kink friendly. Right. Because we're going to say whatever we're going to say. And, and sometimes shit just comes flying out. Right. <laughs> and it's much better for us to be able to um, to be able to not have to censor ourselves mm-hmm. in casual conversation. Because stuff's, stuff's going to remind you of something that occurred in the play space or in an educational space or in, 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 a, in a scene or whatever. And you're going to go, hey, I remember blah, blah. Oh, wait, I can't talk to this person about that. Right. So I guess that's where I would go with it. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? Aw, you haven't called me Jelly Bean for a long time, honey. I know, sweetie pie. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we going? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to cope on September 13th and 14th. And we have been so busy trying to put this together. Oh. Um, so busy, in fact, that we are not going to have a meet and greet uh, because that is uh, the weekend of cope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so busy, in fact, that the video podcast of this is not going to happen until later after cope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if, if we even do it in September. Right. It's one of those things that we have been... If, if you understand, like, putting together a birthday party imagine multiplying that by a hundred <laughs> <laughs> you know except without the cake anyway it's oh no are we gonna have any cake i don't know you but never, that might be a good idea yeah cake for cope cake for cope mm-hmm. listeners if you're out there and you're a cope attendee <laughs> right. and you want to bring some cake give us a show we'll see what we can arrange <laughs> so yeah we've been we've been pretty much working non-stop on cope mm-hmm. for the past three to four weeks and we're going to be doing it for the next three weeks. You know. Two weeks. Well, there's two weeks until COPE, and then we'll be working on cleaning it all up Clean, uh, <laughs> the week right. after. The cleanup of COPE. The cleanup of COPE. <laughs> it's like when you have multiple orgasms that are squirting, and it's all over the place, and you have to clean it up. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like it that. It is just like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what else is coming up? 
I have no idea. Well, I know the TNG is going to meet oh, right, on right, Tuesday, right. September 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to still have a nudie kink meeting, mm-hmm. which is September 19th. Yep. Um, and then those evil switches are meeting again on September 24th. Mm-hmm. I'm so bummed that I missed the switch round table. But, but you're not going to miss it this time, are you? I'm not going to miss it this time. Yeah. Um, but that was our five-year anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well. But the good news is we celebrated your birthday that night instead. At the Switch Roundtable? No. Oh, you and me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. I, I And I loved what we did. Yes. Okay. So, anyway. So, do you think we're going to tell them? No. We had a we had a super secret birthday party for Barrett. <laughs> it was super secret. It was super secret. <laughs> so you want to take one more question? Sure. What the hell? All right. Um, how about number three? Number three. No, I don't like number three. You don't like number three? No. Nope. You want to take uh, number five? Number five. I don't know. Sure. What the hell? All right. Are you going to read it? Uh, you can read it. You want me to read it? You want me to read it? <laughs> after you. you. No, I no. insist. Uh, no, after you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still love this squirrel. I know. <laughs> Are they Ch- chipmunks? Chipmunks. Chipmunks. Um, no, after you. After no, you. I insist. Yeah, no, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> if there was one thing you could advise people starting a DS or MS relationship, what would it be? One thing. One thing. Hmm. I would say start the relationship on a equal footing. Okay, there's your one thing. There's my one thing. My one piece of advice would be... Wow, that's a hard one. Yeah. There's so many things that go into it. Um... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
I would like some sex. <laughs> I would go for some sex. I mean, we do have, you know, a few minutes left in the podcast, and and <laughs> but and we could end it with a bag, right? <laughs> or at least your bag. We can we can show them you're the, that you're at least single orgasmic. <laughs> you can hop right up on the table. I bet you this this we're po- we're podcasting with a yeti, and so the yeti is really good for sound at distance. This thing actually looks like a penis. It could be insertable. Uh, Maybe we could hear what was happening up inside my pussy. It's a little thick. I am a size queen. I get that. I mean, I could cover it with a condom and we can see. <laughs> I think a lot of things would be muffled. Oh. And I wouldn't want to break the knobs on it. Those are, like, ribbed for her pleasure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't know what a Yeti looks like... No, you don't want to know what a Yeti looks like. Look it up. It's big. It's a lot bigger than you think it is. It's a big Yeti. So speaking of wanting to hear what's inside my pussy... (laughs) How's that for a segue? (laughs) There's more to hear on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. I bet Dan's going to do a spit take when he hears that. Each week, you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening podcast with Dan and Dawn. It's an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. And once monthly, you can catch a special episode of EA with Lee Harrington. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if you're interested in hearing more or you want to contact us or send us a question, please feel free. You can... Contact us via FetLife. Uh, my my uh, my name on FetLife is the same as my name everywhere else. It's B A R A K. And mine is Brat underscore Sheba. That's B R A T underscore S H E B A. I also do the twat. You can find me on Twitter at Brat underscore Sheba, or on Facebook at Brat underscore Sheba. And just recently, I started tumbling. Mm-hmm. I am now a tumbler. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> you can email us at b a r a k the letter n s h e b a at aol or yahoo, uh, hotmail or gmail. Although we never check hotmail, so don't bother with that. Yeah, yeah, just gmail or or <laughs> yahoo or aol. Mm-hmm. Or you can uh, uh, find information about what's going on with Barrick and Sheba or with Adventures in Sexuality at panpolybdsm.com. That's P-A-N-P-O-L-Y-B-D-S-M.com or adventuresinsexuality, all one word, dot org. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening to BS with Barrick and Sheba. We will be back on the first Monday of next month, probably with this and a video podcast to go with it. Ooh, we could video podcast the Yeti. Insert it into your In, pussy. Right. That would be... Yeah, we couldn't put that on YouTube. We couldn't put that on YouTube. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay, I'm done. Turn it off. <laughs>